Galloway. And I'm Tracy Galloway. Welcome to our podcast, 36 Questions. This is an unscripted show where we candidly and spontaneously answer 36 questions that lead to love. Now, these 36 questions were invented by psychologist Arthur Aaron, who created this exercise to help people be vulnerable in order to foster closeness and intimacy. We have been married 26 years and have four almost grown children together. We've both been in Christian leadership for almost 30 years now. I've been a pastor, you've been a pastor, and we've both been student pastors. And I lead right now a nonprofit organization that does outreach to people experiencing homelessness. You know, our hope is that as we dig deep into each other's lives, that you will be inspired to find more intimacy and authenticity in your own relationships. Let's dive in. for 36 questions yep it's fall 2020 version edition i was gonna say post-covid but we're not post yet oh man mid the day i can say post-covid will be (laughs) one of the best days of my life yeah this year forget about it forget about it (laughs) done i'm over it let's start 2021 now Just get your coffee and go walk your dog. Forget about it. Forget about it. Forget about it. All right. So um, for 36 questions, uh, we are at question... We're at number 19. 19. Okay. So the way this works is uh, Juan is going to read the question and mm-hmm. we're going to answer it spontaneously, unscripted. We don't know what we're going to say. Anything could happen. It could be awesome or terrible. It could really stink. <laughs> But on the other hand, you get what you pay for, people. This is free. That's right. Free stuff. <laughs> yeah. All right. Let's go. What yes. Is it? All right. Question 19. If you knew that in one year you would die suddenly, you know it's coming, right? <sighs> would you change anything about the way you're now living? I hate this question. I, I hated the last week's question, and I hate this one even more. These are these are horrible questions. I might not worry about wearing a mask so much if I know I'm going to die anyway. Well, you don't want your last, you know, your last months to be, you know, yeah, sick true. and hospital so or dying. True. You're you right. I, I'm going to assume this means you know you're going to die, but it's not like you're going to be dying the whole time. Like you're going to die on a certain date, but until then you're good physically. Right. right? Yeah, you're going to die suddenly, not a slow death. Okay, sudden sudden yes. death in a year. And what, what was the question? What would you if do? If you knew you were going to die suddenly, would you change anything about the way you're living now? The way you're living and now. And then why? And why? Yeah. You know, this for me is not a good question because I feel like I'm going to die like <laughs> every month. And so, what a happy you know, what's the, <laughs> what's the difference? This Keep is my on life. on the sunny side, always <laughs> on the sunny side. It is my life. <laughs> so I don't know. Do you have an answer? Um, I think you should answer first because I don't know mm, what to say. Mm, mm, mm. Well, you know, for sure. Uh, I mean, there's lots of things I would do to prepare, right, for my kids. I'd probably record a lot of messages for them, life lessons on video, mm-hmm. you know, stuff like that. I um, already did that, actually, when I thought I was dying the first time. Well, I did all job. kinds of. You're ahead <laughs> of the game. You're ready to die. <laughs> I've already done it. Yeah. This all reminds right. me of when I wrote my obituary. That's right. Which I can't remember if we talked about that before. 
probably. We I talk don't about think everything. You have. I don't know. I have an article about it, which I've not published yet uh-huh. because I wrote it right before COVID. And then I thought, well, this is bad timing because we really are afraid of dying like yeah. everybody. And so I made some funny remarks and things about dying, which right. were not funny. No. But now I think we've stabilized enough where people could read it because it is my real obituary. Uh, and then my comments about it were Well, I think funny. we were at a funeral yeah. of, of a good friend to the family. And, and that person who passed had written his own obituary, which right. was actually great. Great idea. I mean, he's the one that knows the most about his life. He's the one that knows what happened and wants to share what he wants to share. It just yeah. makes so much sense. Your final I've, thoughts? And I, yeah, and I've never heard of anybody writing their own obituary, and I thought that was really wise. And then so you wrote it, and I read it, and I thought, oh, this is really good. So I don't know where it is, so you definitely should post it oh, on I your uh, blog so I can find it when I need it. Yeah, well, um, <laughs> That's a good point. Oh, it's on my computer under obituary, so yeah, you can give look, your in, blog. look in the cloud. By the way, I don't think we've ever given um, your blog before. Oh, my blog is thisisyourbrainonjuan.com. Spelled. T-H-I-S-I-S-Y-O-U-R-B-R-A-I-N-O-N-J-U-A-N.com. You didn't, you, spend, you didn't spell brain, you spread brawn. No, I think I said it right. Did you? Well, it's brain, people. Well, anyway, Juan is J-U-A-N. If, Juan. You, if you want to read some of my articles over the last 10 years, and They're if you want to and if you watch videos dying. of me speaking <laughs> at churches and events over the last 18 years. and They can't wait. And if you want to hear music that I've written, composed, recorded, performed over the last... 30 years, it's all on that blog. They are on the edge of their seat. You will have <laughs> you will have wan fatigue if you go through all of that stuff on my blog. You know, there's a website called Bono Fatigue. Really? Dot com. Yeah, he heard about that and he thought that was hilarious. He goes, that makes sense because I'm kind of sick of myself too. I'm not sick of him yet. <laughs> I still am really interested in everything Bono does. <laughs> I'm actually reading a book right now about you too, about their early days in... in um, Dublin. Dublin. It's fascinating. Dublin, yeah. It's really good. Well, that's because you and I are in, into underground. They were going to youth group and praying in tongues. Wild. Wow. You know? So anyway. Praying in tongues. But we you digress. Too. Okay, anyway. Question number 19. So would you, what would you do? So you're saying you would record some uh, videos well, to I'd your prepare, kids. Well, I prepare, of course. Prepare. But would I change anything about the way I'm now living? Yeah. Like, would you keep working? Woo. Um, or would you be like, okay, I'm dying in a year, so okay. see ya. Yes. So I would... I would immediately find my successor at my job because it's an important thing to me. I right. want someone to carry it on well to help the homeless and help the poor and minister life. So I would bring on my successor to, hey, let's work together over this next year to the whole year prepare you to win. Maybe I go six whole months. last year working with. Honestly, I, I think the last six months I'd want to spend nonstop with my own kids. I was going to say, give them a month or two to a train month them. Or two. Yeah, well, I it would. Yeah, I don't know. I know You're probably so. right. But it I would really try to like, I just want them to win. So I try to give them everything I could. Yeah. Uh, introduce them to all our, our partners. You know, everybody that makes it work, I'd yeah. want them to know that person and be like, hey, let's, I'm, I'm fading you out into the sunset. You care a lot about your job to want to well, spend six months of I, your last year I guess so. working. Well, I, I mean, really? You're probably right. I probably just want to go to Disney World. No. <laughs> I would definitely want to do stuff with my kids. That's uh, that's the main thing I can think of. Yeah. But but it's asked would you, would I change anything about the way I way I'm living? Yeah. Um, like what? I would, would you definitely do? have a new intensity to like say my final words to whoever anywhere. Like I need you to know this. Maybe I held back before my feelings, 
but I just need to let you know this. Mm. Um, I'm, 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 I'm going up yonder and you need to know this before I leave, mm. you know, especially people who d- maybe don't know the Lord or something like that. I'd mm. be like, I need, this is really important. Mm. <laughs> this is my last chance maybe to tell you. So you need to know this. And honestly, I would take every public opportunity to do that as well. Like speaking publicly, mm-hmm. whether it's digitally, in person, whatever. Speaking I, about what? The urgency of, look, I know where I'm going. Do you know where you're going? Like this is your final, like, you know. Mm-hmm. And I think that gives people a, like, whoa, a sobering effect, right? right. Like this guy is going to die. And I'll tell you the truth. I found out this week someone I know is going to die. Mm. Not a close friend, but I do know him. I do respect him. Mm. He's a Christian man. And he found out he had pancreatic cancer mm-hmm. and he treated it. And the doctors thought, wow, this is one of those miraculous things where you beat pan- pancreatic cancer mm-hmm. because it's very hard. Yeah. But then they found out, no, you're going to die in three months. Three months. And so I, I, it made me cry a little. It made me sad. I immediately wrote him a card just telling him how I feel about him because it's my last chance mm. and what he means to me yeah. and how kind he was to me and how much that impacted me. So. Mm. Uh, that's the kind of stuff I would be doing, right? Because yeah. this is my last chance. Every second counts. Hmm. So it's hard to imagine all the details, but that's my general sense. Okay. You know, does that make sense? Any questions? Uh, I should go three questions deep, right? Oh. <laughs> uh, so tell me about, no, that's fine. I think that's good. Um, I mean, I, I don't think, that's all I can think of. What, would I change yeah. anything about the way I'm living? I mean, I like the way I'm living. Mm-hmm. But obviously, this pushes the timeline up of a lot of closure with people and my family. I'd have to, whatever I want my kids to know, tell them now. Yeah. You know. This reminds me of a question your sister asked on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Your sister, Rachel, she works for, a, or her husband works for Church on the Rock in Alaska. And they're in, what's the town? Wasilla. And... She's doing her master's in psychology, and mm-hmm. she asked if you had one week to do whatever you wanted. Oh, yeah. Was it one week or two? I think it was two weeks. To do whatever you wanted in the whole world, what would you do? And it's kind of a thing like, okay, you have a limited amount of time. What do you do with it kind of situation, right? Mm-hmm. And everybody was like, travel here, travel there, travel here, travel there. And for some reason, I just felt like, I, I, I know this is weird to say this. I guess it's just where I'm at right now. But I was like, I, I think I just want to just do what I do every day here. <laughs> like, I'm just real content. I'm so content. What did I, I say? You, I don't think you answered it, did you? Man, I'm sure I did, but I can't remember my answer. I don't remember. Shoot. <laughs> Doggone <laughs> Was it. it an email or a text? It was on Facebook. You didn't answer because oh, you're not on Facebook. You're fasting Facebook right now. But that happened a while ago. A oh, month or know. so ago. Okay, anyway. So I think we should move on to our book review. I think I would... It, if I knew I was going to die in a year, I'd go back on social media and watch some more TV. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> more time we're, in front of the TV. No, That's just, what I want. Just joking. I, we, <laughs> we just quit watching TV for the last couple of weeks, I think. Well, okay. Social media. Let me share the truth of what actually happened. Okay. So Juan decides we're going to not, we're going to fast and not watch TV. We're not going to go on Instagram. And I asked you, I said, no, what no, do you no, think? No, 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 no. Let me tell the story. <laughs> Let me tell the story. Okay. So you said. We're not going to watch TV. We're not going to go on Facebook. We're not going to go on Instagram. We're going to take it off our phones. We're going to fast it. And we're going to spend time reading books and playing board games and just enjoying each other. Yeah. And, uh, and I was like, okay, great. So then the next day, 
he's on his Zoom call in his office at work, and he announces to his whole staff. No, that leader, was, that there's only two people on the call. Okay. Well, I thought it was the whole staff, but he says, so Tracy and I are going to stop watching TV and going on the internet for a whole year. <laughs> and I was like, a whole year from the other room. <laughs> I thought you meant maybe a week yeah. to four weeks, maybe a month. Yeah. Not a whole year. I know. Uh, yeah. But, <laughs> you know. No, I don't know. What? <laughs> I, don't I don't know. know. I felt inspired. I felt like, you know. I don't this know. Is, this what? is. It la- lately, this year, social media toxicity has been uh, worse than ever in the history of mankind. Yuck. And I'm, I'm just like, I don't like anything I'm looking at or no. reading. Ugh. This used to be lighthearted and fun. Now yeah. it's just disgusting. Ugh. And so I'm grieved. Yeah. I, I read things that people post. And I'm like, oh, no. It's like the old days when we used to watch the news on the TV. But then most people from our generation stopped watching news on TV and just started getting their news online yeah. because it was always so like, end of the world. Well, of course, it is end of the world this yeah. year. But, I mean, it was always like, ugh. And, you know, election season's coming. Election season. And so it's like, forget it. against everybody. If I read one more political anything, yeah. and it's all nonsense <laughs> and skewed and, oh. like, explosive mean and, and polarizing. Mean and Can't we just all get uh, along? Can't we all? That's a joke from the movie. Which one? Oh. When, when Mars attacks, <laughs> the the president is like, can't we all just get along? And it was Jack Nicholson. Can't we all just get along? And then the alien like kills him or yeah, something. Yeah, right after. The, I guess the, not. The Martian with guess the bubble not. over his head. Okay, can we do our book review now? Because yes. we really are rambling. It's time for Book of the Week. All right, well... This is really cool because this author and this book, this is a close friend of mine, one of my best friends. And by the way, we're not reviewing the book because he's our friend and we think he's awesome. If this book, we are going through it and it really is, it is like digging in deep, man. We got a shovel and digging in deep. Goes to the jugular. Totally. As far as like your marriage. Yes. So um, the title of the book is The Process. It's a good title because it really is a process. Reading and working through this book, it's like you have to commit that you're going to keep going through the process till the end of the book because it's deep. Yeah, so it's written by a Christian counselor named Bill Hoffman mm-hmm. who used to work with me and uh, was an urban missionary with the homeless uh, for 27 years. In New York City. Yep, but now he's in San Clemente, California. Close and to the beach with his little black convertible. Yeah, he's a full-time Christian counselor and... He works with so many couples who are on the edge of disaster. They have no idea how to make their marriage work. And he guides them step by step from a place of total discord to total understanding of one each of one understanding of one another and healing. Yeah. And he, he does a deep dive with individually and together. And it's pretty fascinating. And some of the testimonials are in the book. And so it's like. Right. It, it really he grabs also does you. a lot of premarital counseling, yeah. couples who are just getting married or newlyweds. Young people love him. Yes. They do. He's, he's, he's young at heart. Oh, he's such a great guy. <laughs> I love Bill and his wife, Stephanie. They're the best. And he tells his own story in the book, too. too. You know, yeah. his background and how he was a wreck and a disaster and alcoholic. And but as we've been going through the book, um, 
you know, we're learning. It just brings up stuff. So yeah. it's one of those books where you read some and then you stop and you talk. And I then you might even like talk a little strongly. Like, <laughs> well, what about that? Well, <laughs> you know, I, you I told Bill, I said, well, we were reading your book and we were doing the questions at the end of the chapter and we got into an argument and he started laughing. He said, yep, that's what happens. Yeah. Like, because it opens up a door it does. into some stuff. And when should it's be first dealt exposed, yeah. it's a little raw, yeah. and then it calms down, and you can deal with it. Right, and it needs to be dealt with. It needs it to be dealt needs with. It needs to be dealt with. Yeah. But, it, yeah, it's like shining a light in that dark closet, or we mm. have a basement in the house we live in now, and I don't like to go down there because basements <laughs> are scary to me, being <laughs> from Texas. I like the full slab. But there's this basement, and the rule is I don't have to go down unless absolutely necessary. But right. when I go down there, it's like kind of like spiders and everything. You know, and you, t- you turn on the light. Yeah, and it's a little creepy. In. And so, yeah, there's creepy things deep in there sometimes in our mind and our thought process and the way we feel about things that we are unaware of until the light shines and uh, in there. And, and that's what this book does, The Process by Bill Hoffman. Yeah. Highly recommend. Uh, yeah, and you can get it on Amazon. Yeah. Like you get every other book in the world. Mm-hmm. And um, Thank you, Amazon. I, I will tell you that he... He says the process is not a substitute for working with a counselor. He encourages that a lot, I think, in every chapter that really this is not something. I mean, you can do it as a starting point. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, definitely hooking up with a really good counselor to when those things come up to have someone to process it with who's a professional, is really wise, yeah, very the, wise. Well, the Bible says there's safety in a multitude of counsel, mm-hmm. and literally a counselor in this case, a right. literal counselor, clinical counselor. Mm-hmm. And I think it's really important for everybody to know when we say that, we mean Christian counselor. We do. And the reason divorce why... divorce is not an option. Yeah, divorce is not an option. It's not, it's, not, it's not a solution. Right. It's not a solution. Really, I feel like divorce, people think of it as a one-time moment, one moment in time thing. It's not. Divorce is something that if you go through that door, you walk the road of divorce until you die. And it's like an ongoing thing. And I think people say, oh, I'm going to get a divorce because then I'll, I'll feel better. It'll be over. I can escape. I'll be free. I'll be happy. Those are all not true. They're not true. Um, I think really what happens is people get divorced and they find out (laughs) maybe they're not happy. They don't feel free. They still feel hurt. They still feel bitter. They still feel upset. You know, they still feel messed up because the problem is when you're in a really bad marriage, things are messed up and getting a divorce does not make it right. It doesn't straighten it out. It's better to straighten it out, you know, make it right. And and then and then separate if you have to, but not without making it right. And I mean, the only reason for separation, according to the Bible, is if one of you is having an affair, um, an extramarital affair. Um, the Bible is clear that that is an out for a marriage. And then the other thing is, I believe, is any kind of physical abuse, um, of course. Now, people cite emotional abuse, but hey, I could say you emotionally abuse me like every day, and I emotionally abuse you every day. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't be that strong. I don't. I don't think so. But no, we get along really well. But, of but th- I mean, you could say that about almost anything. I would say. I would say, I would say physical emotional abuse is a case for separation. Yeah, and case then for separation. Hopefully, restoration through counseling, counseling healing, whatever. Because yeah. I, I believe that I've I've seen it happen. I've seen people restored. Um, 
Yeah, and I tell you one of the scariest verses in the Bible about divorce is that, I mean, it says if you divorce and remarry, you're having adultery. Yeah. It's now, true. do I believe there's grace? <sighs> yes, but it yeah. also says that like they're equally true. Okay. Yeah. And it's God's the judge. I, I'm mm-hmm. not, you know, I'm not judging people who got divorced. Um, right. Could happen to anybody. I know people who've gotten divorced and remarried and mm-hmm. followed the Lord, right. even in ministry. And then I've known people who got divorced and decided not to remarry because of that verse. So yeah, and I respect that either way. I um, mean, who's to, it's hard to say because you can't, you know, it's funny because you hold up scripture to culture. Mm. And it's like, oh, okay, what does this first mean in American culture and where we're at now at 2020? You know, is this or what does it mean in, in the culture in Syria? You yeah. know, these verses, what does it mean in Australia? Like every country, every time period, it can mean different things according to what people want to make it. And this is part of theology study that I've done. And it's hermeneutics. It's looking at the Bible, right. trying to decide what it means when. And I guess I just believe it. it it, it is what it says. <laughs> well, yeah, <laughs> it, 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 it is. And it literally says God hates divorce. So, I mean, you can't get yeah. any stronger than that. Yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, but hermeneutics. So I mean, of course, you know, I, I don't know hermeneutics. I thought it was the study of Herman Munster. <laughs> and or harmonica. I found out it was not. But, uh, but I, you know, I, I, I want to be sensitive, though, to people. Yeah. Who yeah. I want to be sensitive. You know, yeah. I, I have a lot. I have many friends who've been divorced, including Bill Hoffman. Right. But, um, you know, they, they, they kept journeying in faith. Yeah, I think it was before he was even a Christian. Yeah, absolutely. It was. Yeah. So there's um, all these things. That, but he shares you know, a lot from his own current marriage, yeah. all the troubles he's been through. And I'm yeah. like, I, I can relate. We've sure. all been through troubles. Yes. Um, but I like the way he breaks down the book. It talks about temperament, like what makes the, the individual tick. He talks about root systems, mm-hmm. like your family. How mm-hmm. does that affect who you are and the mm-hmm. way you think? Mm-hmm. And he talks about things like um, taking your thoughts captive. Mm-hmm. And I'd like to say that specific chapter has really been speaking to me so strong. It basically it just speaks the truth, which I know, but maybe I don't really act like it's true, that I don't have to let my thoughts control me. I can say, nope, I can, those thoughts, I'm going to change them. Mm. That's a lie. And you have no more power over me. Mm. And so I've really been taking hold of that because that was such a good chapter. And the Bible says it, take your thoughts uh, captive in obedience to Christ. That makes me think of when you take someone captive, it's like you get some duct tape and you slap it over their mouth and you get some rope and you mm, wrap like it around a, around a chair, yes. you know? And uh, that's taking, and that's what you have to do with your thoughts when your thoughts are not God's thoughts. You got to literally slap some duct tape on well, those thoughts. And the Bible says right crucify your flesh. And I've been tying what Bill wrote to this, you know what? The Bible says to crucify my flesh. That means any insecurity self-loathing self-hatred selfish you know, any anything that is lies and negative against me that's not god yeah that's the flesh or against I need, others i need to crucify it and it can die because of what jesus did it can die and right. jesus can give me everything that is the truth right. and that can rule my mind and my thought life so i think if you're like bound it. up by fear or hatred um you can know that maybe your mind is being needs your thoughts need to be taken captive um, you need to take yes. those captive yes. because if you're f- afraid all the time or angry all the time, upset all the time, that is a good uh, example to you to know there's a problem here. It needs to be dealt with. Well, it's amazing how many of the roots of those problems was those things, fear, you yeah. know, um, and I remember people in the book saying, I, I didn't realize I hadn't really forgiven my father for doing these bad things to me or whatever it was. Not your dad. No, but in the, in book. the book, the testimonies. Right, right. And 
and once they truly forgave, that was another chapter. Chapter. It's like the chains were broken. Right. They could finally be free. And so you don't know the things that are weighing the, the roots deep, deep, deep down. Yeah. Well, it was true with me with you. I remember I was angry at you all the time when we were married the first, I don't know, 15 first years. First 20 years. <laughs> Frustrated, annoyed, angry. What's wrong with him? Blah, just blah, until blah. last week. And then I, I learned, like, once I forgave you and just accepted you and loved you just the way you are, I thought I was doing you a favor, but really it set me free. I was like, man, I feel great. This is awesome. I'm never upset. I'm never angry. I'm never annoyed because I've just decided to just forgive him. But right when he does something that I don't like, I'm like, ah, I forgive you. And then now I'm living in like this happy, go lucky, joyful place. So really it set, I think I'm setting, I thought I was going to set you free from my wrath, but I set myself free by forgiving you. Yeah. Well, he talks a lot about forgiveness, how it's unforgiveness, like, is trying to get back at the person in your mind. And it's like drinking poison and expecting the other person to die. And that's such a classic statement about unforgiveness. Mm-hmm. You know, it's really revenge in your heart against the person. Like, it they is. can't do that to me. Revenge. Uh, I'll show him. Yeah. But then it just keeps <laughs> you bound up and they don't even have an idea. Yeah. That maybe you're p- ticked off at them. <laughs> I think the other thing is, um, I, and people have heard this too, when you point the finger, there's three fingers pointing mm. back at you a good one when you point the finger there's three fingers pointing back at you and so the thing you're blaming the other person of if you could pause for just a moment you'll realize there are at least three times you've done the same <laughs> thing more, more. at least three times you've done the same thing yeah and so yeah stop pointing the finger right so um but to be sensitive to those the reason why we talk kind of strongly about divorce isn't allowed and don't do it is because so many times I hear people having marriage problems and everybody around them, all their so-called friends, and I'm putting my fingers up in quotation marks right now, their so-called friends are like, oh, that's horrible. Oh, he's awful. Oh, just leave him. Get away from him. He's bad for you. You can do better. Or maybe guys, you know, and they're complaining about their wife and the other guy's like, oh, lose her. She's a lug. You know, you can find someone way better. I don't know what's going on, but I'm just saying that is usually what people hear and we want to be the lone voice in the wind (laughs) the flag held up in the desert the the solo flower in the desert saying stop don't give up yes turn to jesus he can (laughs) heal your marriage and your life and now i know there's different circumstances and i understand every story is horrific every story is horrific and hard and heart-wrenching and horrible and i'm sorry I just want to tell you right now, as if I was sitting in your living room, holding your hand, if you're a girl, and putting my hand on your shoulder, if you're a girl or you're a guy, and say, I'm so sorry, and let me pray with you, mm-hmm. and let's see what God can do, and let, let's see mm-hmm. what we can, let's see what God can do in this, because I've seen God do miracles. Yeah, yeah. So, we, we care, and we're sorry, but we also believe, but God, that God can turn the worst story into the best story really yeah and 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 this is why i think you gotta buy the process the process um it's great i'm enjoying it and um we actually just got a stack of other books about marriage about stuff we can work on together we did yeah yeah, we did you forgot (laughs) yeah so we haven't even looked at them because we're still finishing this book we got lots of books to recommend in the future oh boy get ready for book of the week next time all right all right so that's probably enough talk about that question for me one more time before I answer because you got it Tracy Galloway I don't know what I'm going to say if you knew that in one year from today 
you would die suddenly broke would you change anything about the way you are now living why first of all i'd like to say if i die suddenly i'd like it to be very peaceful and like <laughs> i don't even know what happened <laughs> like i just want to be like huh like what happened? I'm, 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 she's asleep oh she's dead <laughs> like i don't want to i don't want any pain or suffering i've had enough okay enough pain and suffering um Sometimes I ride my motorcycle and I'm smiling and I think, well, at least if I die, I'll be smiling. <laughs> Don't tell me that. But you make me nervous. I'm safe. No, I'm safe. I, so, uh, I don't even want to talk about <laughs> it. All right. This is my time. Oh, sorry. I don't remember the question now. Jesus. God, if you knew that in one year you would die suddenly, would you change anything about the way you're now living? Okay. Well, hmm. the tough thing for me is... I have no power in my life to change things, meaning like I can't change where we live or what we do. Like you do that. I, I mean, I don't have any, I don't have the job. I don't have, I mean, if I could just choose anything and you go along with it, you mean? Like yes. you go along with yes. it. Yes. Okay. Cause you're going to die. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good excuse. If I was going to die, I could get you to do whatever I want. <laughs> exactly. Rub my back for five hours one. What, I mean, what kind of jerk would I be if I didn't do whatever you wanted? You're going to die. Rub my hands. Brush my hair. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, uh, I, I think, yeah, I'd want to spend time with my family, my parents, um, your parents, and our sisters and brothers and our kids. Um, I'd like to spend time with everybody. So I guess the best place to spend time with people are on a, is on a beautiful island in a beautiful house. With a beautiful yard. And a wh what's that song? Dun dun dun. Dun 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 dun. Dun 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 dun. Dun 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 dun. And you have a beautiful house and a beautiful wife. Oh, Green Acres. No! It's not Green Acres. Oh, oh, Talking Heads? Talking Heads. How did I get here? Oh, yeah. Na, that's a good na, one. Na, 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 na. Okay, anyway. So I Once guess. Once in a lifetime. <laughs> Once in a lifetime. I mean, if I had unlimited money, okay, uh -oh. and unlimited. I guess I'd really like to just live in a beautiful place with and invite all the family that I have to come be there with me as long as they can be in some beautiful place, I guess. I don't know if that would be beach I or mountains. I feel like you know what they're a asking but we're not answering is like, hmm. would you change anything about the way you're now living? Like, the I think I'm they expect living. for the average person to be like, well, <sighs> I'd try to mend my relationship with my, you know, like oh. <laughs> whatever terrible things they did, they'd be like, and I try to fix this because oh. I messed that up. And I would, you know what I mean? Yeah. That's what it sounds like it's leading up to. You're right. Gosh. But. Dad gum. What would I, would I change anything about, I mean, I I'm trying to live the best life I can now. I, I mean. I, I do too. Honestly, yeah. if there was anything really wrong, I'd already be attacking that thing. Mm. Like if it was a big thing, you know. You know, the like I can't say I'd stop smoking or something. Well, I never smoked. So. I think for me, the problem is I'm physically weak. Uh -huh. And so all the things I want to do would be things I would do if I was physically stronger. You know, maybe I'd go visit the kids more um, at their colleges. Mm. Like I'd go drive down to we're driving down to Virginia next week to visit Corbin at Liberty University. Um, or I'd, you know, fly to visit Connor at his school again, not just to drop him off. And I would spend more time with river my daughter and Haley, and i would i would try to spend more time with people but i'm i'm limited in my physical capacity to do almost anything 
<laughs> so because of that, I can't do a lot. Um, so I guess, oh, I know what, I know what, okay, sorry. There's been a lot of rambling on the show. Please forgive me. I know the answer. Yes. I do a bated breath. Let's go to break. <laughs> Never mind. We don't have a break. <laughs> My answer is I would create a very special memory with each child or person, like something really special to them mm. and to me. And I'd go do something really special with them, mm. something they've always wanted to do, something they just love. And I would go do it with them, just them and me. So, so we could like really like for a whole week or something. Because and so I would take weeks to with each kid, yeah. four weeks yeah. to do something amazing with each one. I would do something with all of us for like, if they can, two right. weeks to a month if possible. And then, of course, the rest of the time, I just be with you all the time, every second. Oh, and last of I all, like it. I spend a, I, I thought I was dying during COVID. So an, what I did then, which I would do again, is I spend even more time in prayer and worship and the word. Because mm. I have to say, when it was time for me to die during COVID, I was like, take me, Lord, I'm ready. Like, I was just like, <laughs> I was so close to heaven. I was like, take me, Jesus, let's peace. go. Yeah, achieve peace. So I would spend a lot of time in worship and prayer, just readying mm. my heart um, yeah. to go join with God in heaven. Yeah, that's cool. You know, this kind of reminds me of the um, the Bob Goff book. Um, trying to remember which one. We can't review a book. No, I'm not reviewing it. But we already did. He said for each one of his kids when they turned a certain age, and mm. I can't remember what age. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's say it was eleven or twelve. I don't know. He he would basically give them a almost like a blank check of what do you want to do with an adventure with me? You name it. Wow. I love it. And each one, and some of them were pretty wild. One of them wanted to climb Mount Everest. And he's like, oh, no. He knew that was a stretch. But you know what? He, he took them and they went and. Didn't they, they go to base camp? They, they did the base they camp. They went up a certain amount. Right, you right. know, but you have to yeah, be yeah. in peak physical right, shape. Right. I mean, it's right. it's the but ultimate still. achievement. But they, he, they but went. I was imp- if that was me and I'm not Bob Goff, I would have been like, okay, son, you know, <laughs> I don't think we're going to make it to the top, you know, out of the, I mean, yeah. hardly anybody can, right. you know, but I, I love the fact that he just did it. Okay. We're going to go and try. We know why, we're probably going to fail. Why don't we do that? Why don't we do that? Why don't we tell the kids for Christmas this year? Yeah. Don't listen, kids. We'll say. Don't worry. They don't. <laughs> well, River does sometimes. Sometimes yeah. she does. Okay. She loves it. Okay, so tell the kids Christmas morning, your Christmas present is whatever you want to do in the world, we'll do it. <laughs> They'll be like, can I just have a present? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I don't know what they do. How could we afford those four things in oh, one year? Yeah, we can't afford anything. We have to spread it out. Yeah, they think? Yeah, we can't afford anything. <laughs> anything you want to do for free in the whole world, <laughs> we'll do Honestly, you never know. They might just come up with something like, I just want to go camping for a week. Yeah, they might. They I, I bet they would. I don't know them. if I'm willing to do that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, you're already like, no, anything you want. No, no camping. That would be River. <laughs> She'd be like, let's camp. I'd be like, you're like, camping costs almost nothing, but no. <laughs> the ground is so cold and hard. It's really hard ground. If it was glamping. You know, with a nice bed in there and a lamp. Oh, maybe you could. There's your answer. I have to say, the issue with camping is the bathroom. Oh. Uh, when I gotta go, I've gotta go. Me too. And I don't want to like accidentally not yep. make it yeah. there or back. I, I can't. I don't. I'm always like dashing it. in the dark. 
<laughs> I think for a boy, it's too. a lot easier, too, by the way, just for their anatomy. If I'm just yeah, we're not campers. We're not roughing it, people. <sighs> we, you know, we did hike the Appalachian Trail. Not the whole thing. We only, the <laughs> Appalachian Trail <laughs> goes through New Jersey. For a couple hours. And we took, no, we did two days and one night. And we carried everything on our backs. Two we spent days, the meaning part of the day we hiked up and then part of the day we hiked back. Well, yeah, I guess so. Like 24 hours, you know. But we did hike along the trail for the day. We spent the night on the trail and we hiked back. I I, I would like to say, I I think it'd be cool to hike the whole, you know, part in New Jersey, but uh, we didn't see anybody about, except two young guys with long beards who'd been on the trail for a long time. (laughs) I salute those people who can do that, but that's not us. Hey, it can't be everything. I have a hard time just walking down the mailbox. (laughs) Wow. All right. We should end the show now. People are getting bored. We haven't talked about our juice fast. Oh. Well, this is our goal is to get healthy and strong. Yes. So we're drinking juice for two meals of the day. Breakfast and lunch every day. Only. That's all we eat. Unless I cheat a little. (laughs) (laughs) Today we went out for lunch, but we won't (laughs) talk about that. We did. It's Saturday. We it's like our day off. Yeah, it was but uh, but yeah, pretty much every day we've been just juicing a lot of vegetables. We throw a little fruit in there, so it doesn't just taste so bad. Just one apple to make it taste good, but it's like celery, yeah. carrots, cucumber, beets. sometimes spinach, beets. Yeah, and uh, yeah, just trying to I you know, lose weight and be healthy. You know, it's funny I can I do lost this. Five pounds. Yeah, I lost yes. none. Typical. Typical probably lost all my weight like in my biceps so <laughs> my gut will stay exactly the same and the rest of my body will shrivel up thin right it won't I'm be a good look i'm always afraid of that too <laughs> 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 when we think we're gonna lose weight we think it's gonna be in our stomach right but what if it's somewhere where we want the weight right you know and we start, we're just sagging and then <laughs> we just sagging. look worse <laughs> sagging with a big belly yeah yeah that oh Whoa, what a letdown yeah Bummer. But, you know, it's life on earth. This isn't heaven yet. Yeah, not heaven yet. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for listening. And we want to encourage you to uh, share our podcast. If you enjoy it, you can share it on your Facebook page yes, or please. Instagram. And we have a Facebook page for the podcast, We too. have a Facebook page. You can page share that. Yeah, if you want to listen to some other episodes, you can uh, listen to it on our 36 Questions Facebook page. We uh, should start an Instagram. I want to so um, ask you, too, if you could go on Apple Podcasts and write a review. And could you make it a like a five star review? <laughs> Just say like best podcast ever in history. Best um, podcast in the world. You can give us suggestions. We'll take suggestions, but be calm, be gentle. Yeah, maybe you could be private kind. message us those suggestions <laughs> at the Facebook <laughs> page. <laughs> we can take it. We have very thick skin. You'll say, Not "Stop really. talking about juicing. It's gross." Yeah. All right. Well, thanks anyway for listening. And uh, we hope that this podcast, as we answer these, these questions, that you use these same questions to draw close to the people in your life, your kids, your parents, your neighbors, your friends, your spouse, your boyfriend, your girlfriend, that uh, you feel free to use these questions as well. And uh, you know what? Oh, I have to add one more thing. Did you know that there's a 36 questions like radio drama? That's like a play that's really good. And they're going to be turning it into a movie. No way. So once this movie comes out, I'm telling you, we're going to be like, this Our podcast is going to go, well, explode. Exploding, everybody. It's going to catapult into the stratosphere. <laughs> we're going to be the biggest podcast ever. Uh, who cares? 
Look out, <laughs> This American Life, we're coming after you. Oh, yeah, This American Life, nothing. We got nothing on what the C6 question. Podcast. Conan <laughs> O'Brien, Office Lady. All right, all right, anyway. Okay, thanks for listening. Um, I hope you have a great, long life that you don't die in a year, that you stay healthy and strong and uh, happy and, and stay well. Goodbye.